Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ayy, hit it up the park, hit it with a strike, from the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ayy, you already know what's up. What's that? Another home run. But you know the job ain't done. Till we hold that trophy up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 484 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is October 4th, 2023, and AJ Preller has spoken for the first time since the end of the 2023 season for the Padres, which obviously ended on Sunday in Chicago against the White Sox. Preller, he did not have an in-person press conference, but he had a Zoom press conference that just finished moments ago. It was supposed to be broadcast on 97.3 The Fan. I guess it was. I tried to I tried to load up the Odyssey app, and it wasn't working. So I just had to follow along on Twitter or X, see what all of the media members were saying, what Preller was saying in his Zoom conference. Uh, I think it's worthy to note that Eric Gruppner was not there. Bob Melvin was not there. Obviously, Peter Seiler was not participating in this. Maybe because it was Zoom, they just decided to have A.J. Preller only do this. But a big question, obviously, is why was Bob Melvin not there? And so we can get into that. Uh, any comments, any questions, any thoughts on this A.J. Preller press conference, feel free to leave, leave that in the chat. Uh, you can use that Super Chat button if you want to support the channel and make sure that I get to your comment or your question. If you want to join the show. You can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat if you have any thoughts on the Padres, any thoughts on what Preller said. Feel free to do that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get started here. The video, the full video, I don't believe is out yet of AJ Preller's press conference. But what I do see so far on social media, 97.3 The Fan and a bunch of other uh, outlets, a bunch of other people in the media, they tweeted out what was being said by A.J. Preller at the press conference. So we we don't have to hear everything that he said to know what was happening in this press conference uh, or the Zoom conference. And so I do have takeaways on some of the things that have come out. There, If there is video that comes out, I will try to play it on the show here. Um, I'll play the audio of it. Um, 97.3 The Fan, they actually just released A.J. Preller's opening statement. So without further ado, let's get to that. Again, here, credit to 97.3 The Fan, A.J. Preller's opening statement. I believe this is from his office at Petco Park. You know, we started this year with World Series expectations. I think rightfully so, coming off the LCS berth and you know, having a very talented Major League roster. Obviously, it was a frustrating and disappointing season. Um, you know, we never really fired on all cylinders. Um, and I don't, you know, I think we didn't play the baseball that we thought we were capable of, uh, from the starting point of the season. Um, you know, I think personally for myself, you know, it feels like a lost and missed opportunity. Um, uh, no S as a general manager that you can honestly, uh, look up at the start of the season and feel like, Hey, if we got a few breaks, uh, that we could hoist the world series trophy. And, and I felt that way at the start of this year. Um, I think everybody has their own you know, kind of fluky stat or unlucky story from this year. Uh, but I'm a su subscriber to the belief that, uh, you know, you are what your record says you are. And ultimately, we're, we're not playing baseball right now in October. Um, you know, I think uh, we have some incredibly talented people in this organization. I think from our players uh, to our major league manager, our field staff, uh, high performance teams, our R&D groups. Uh, Peter Seiler as an owner, um, you know, Eric and, and Caroline on the business side, uh, you know, we take our job serious and you know, I can, I can confidently tell you that we're, we are, uh, you know, we're going to learn from this year and be better for it. Um, you know, our minor leagues and our scouting group uh, has done some really nice work this year. And I think that's going to put us in a, in a better position for 24 and going forward. Um, and the bar has clearly been raised in San Diego. I think that's a goal that we all had and that leadership team had over the last five seasons. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, our group embraces those expectations, um, you know, and embraces the, uh, the idea that, you know, that, that this season, you know, um, you know, ultimately, 
uh, didn't get to where we wanted to get to. And, you know, our leadership group, you know, I know it's going to be an all out pursuit from myself and from that leadership team, um, you know, to, to get to where our incredible fans expect us to be here going forward, which is playing both postseason baseball at this time of year. You know, we started- All right. So there's AJ Preller made sure to mention the minor leagues, but to be honest, AJ, I don't think that Padre fans want to be hearing about the minor leagues right now when you were supposed to be playing in October right now playing baseball games or preferably not playing right now and starting your postseason later this week, like the Dodgers, like the Braves, because that was like our expectation going into this season. Um, So yeah, of course he's going to say that, yeah, this felt like a lost year, all that. That was his opening statement. That's the video that I have so far from 97.3, the fan. Now I think it's important to, before I get to what 97.3, the fan, like going through their Twitter and what was put out there. What I want to get to is the big question that I have here from AJ Preller's Zoom conference. There's other questions on things that he said and some takeaways that I have, but the main question that I have coming away from this Zoom conference from AJ Preller, where is Bob Melvin? Why was Bob Melvin not jointly with you at this zoom conference why was there not a in-person petco park press conference like last year was it just because bob melvin had a dentist appointment and he'll have an end of season zoom conference with the media himself later this week or something or was it purposeful on bob melvin's part like saying i don't want to be a part of this i don't want this to, to seem like we're best buddies Like, is he making that clear? Is it Bob Melvin? Is it we're not 100% sure that he's going to be the manager in 2024? So Bob Melvin doesn't want to go be on a a end-of-season press conference making it seem like he's going to be the manager in 2024? A.J. Prowler said in this press conference that, yeah, Bob Melvin's our manager. He's our manager going forward. But he didn't comment. I don't believe he commented, really. Didn't go in-depth on... If there's interest from other teams, what would the Padres do? Like if the Giants, for example, showed interest in Bob Melvin, what would the Padres do? Would they automatically deny that? Or would they be interested in talking out maybe a trade or something? I don't think AJ really went through that. He didn't go in depth about the possibility. He says, uh, or 97.3 97.3 The Fan here says A.J. Preller declined comment on what the Padres would do if there's interest in Bob Melvin from other organizations. So that's my initial thought as it's like, well, I would think the Giants are going to show interest in Bob Melvin at least to start, right? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. What about the Angels? There's other openings that I think that teams will show interest and see if they could work out a trade because they know that the relationship between Preller and Melvin isn't good. Maybe Preller has someone that he wants to bring in and be the manager. And if they can work out a deal and if Bob Melvin wants to go to that place, Preller can be like, Melvin didn't want to be here. He wanted to go to that place and I wasn't going to withhold him from that. I want what's best for Bob. He can go and say that, right? So it's curious to me. Why was Bob Melvin not at this end of season Zoom conference. Why was why was Eric Gruppner not at this end of season Zoom press conference here? Zoom media availability. Because Eric Gruppner isn't he viewed as like the chairman of the team right now in terms of like people being in the building at Petco Park because Peter Seidler is obviously recovering from the medical procedure that he had recently, so he can't be there at Petco Park every day. Isn't Gruppner that guy? So why was Gruppner not there? Why was Melvin not there? I just, I don't know if this was Bob Melvin. Maybe he just had something to do today at this time. By the way, the media, they got alerted of this Zoom meeting that was going to be happening with A.J. Preller. I think less than two or three hours before it actually happened. So there was not a, a day's notice even. There was not a long notice for the media that this is happening today. They, I mean, it happened at 11.45 a.m., started then, and it probably went 
I would say like a half hour, maybe a little bit more than a half hour. And they got alerted of it this morning. So was this AJ Preller just putting together this Zoom session and just saying, I'm going to do it here. And Bob Melvin didn't know about it until like very late notice. So he was like, no, I can't do it. I'm, I'm busy today. I already had plans or something because he has, he has a life too. It is the off season. So I don't know where he is. Um, they had that meeting at Petco Park, which was overblown according to AJ Preller. That's what he told the media here. So I'm just wondering, to me, Bob Melvin not being at this Zoom session, that still says, like, it's not like their relationship is amazing. AJ Preller might say it's not a problem and it's overblown and they talk four to five times a day, but I'm sorry. When Bob Melvin tells the media, it's fine. The relationship's fine. It's not like he's speaking glowingly of the relationship. And then you got all these reports coming out. And A.J. Preller can sit there and say, well, you know, the, these anonymous sources, he doesn't give, he's not putting too much stock into the anonymous sources, the unnamed sources, right? Uh, not much credibility to that. Well, what, you think that they're going to put their name on it when they work under you in your front office and they don't want to get fired? Or they work in the organization, uh, maybe under Bob Melvin, or they're a player in the clubhouse? They're not going to put their name on it. Why would they do that? <laughs> and so, and it's from multiple reporters, multiple writers that are there every day that have sources in that organization. I'm going to believe those people more than I believe AJ Preller saying it's overblown. Is it a little bit overblown, overblown a little bit? Probably, yes. But is it as overblown as Preller may want to make it out to be? Probably not. They're not best buddies. They don't agree on, they probably agree on some things, but there's definitely a lot of disagreements there. That's definitely what it seems like. And if everything was perfectly fine, wouldn't they just have an end-of-season press conference at Petco Park in person, like pretty much every other team does? What team held an end-of-season con press conference on Zoom? Who else did that? Now, this actually might be more convenient for the media because they don't have to go down to Petco Park and park and go in there and all that. They can just sit there on their couch doing this, and it's just convenient for everyone. But usually... They have in-person press conference at the end of the season. That's just usually how it is. So, yeah, where was Bob Melvin? That is a big question that I have. And this relationship, it's, it's this Monday meeting, probably a little bit overblown, but this Monday meeting, I don't think this was Melvin and Preller, you know, hugging it out and everything's totally fine. No. Melvin, he's the manager right now. He's under contract. 2024 and if he stays the Padres manager in 2024 and manages as like lame duck manager I could definitely see Preller just being like well we're not renewing his contract his contract was up so he's not staying with the Padres organization so he doesn't have to fire him because if he fires him that's going to be a really bad look on him it already is a bad look, but it would be a really bad look on him because that's another manager that he's fired. He's tried to go the young route. He fired Bud Black. He's fired Jace Tingler, Andy Green, Andy Green before Tingler, obviously. And then Melvin, can't make it work with Melvin. I feel like he's just like, okay, we'll go one more year and then Melvin will step away and then I can go hire whoever I want and it's not going to be me firing someone. But yeah, I... No Bob Melvin there. That was surprising to me. I don't know if I was the only one that was surprised by that. Um, okay, there are, there's more video coming out here from, from 97.3 The Fan. I'm not going to play the video. You can go check them out on 97.3 The Fan on probably on Twitter. Uh, yeah, this is, this is where I'm getting it, on Twitter here. It's probably up on their Instagram as well. Um, here is... A.J. Preller on Bob Melvin's future with the Padres and the relationship moving forward. Three, two, one. Bob is, is, is our manager and uh, he's going to be our manager going forward. Um, I think uh, 
you know, both he and I, lots been said obviously in the last few weeks, but both he and I are very excited, um, you know, about uh, the challenge of, of getting this, of getting this group, uh, you know, back to the postseason next year. You know, we've had, had it, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, from that standpoint, uh, a lot's been said. And, and I think with, with Bob and myself, um, you know, um, you know, I, I think we just even in the last couple of days, um, you know, you get a chance to, to recap and, and look at some different things. And, you know, both of us feel really good about where things are at going forward. What sort of differences, if any, would there be? Sorry, Kevin, I cut you off there. Um, what what else is he going to say? Our relationships crap. Of course, he's going to say they like, you know, everything's good. Like chain of command or the relationship. I mean, how how can this be better going forward? What have you thought about in those terms? You know, again, I think I think at the end of the season, like the focus for myself was was uh, just getting the team to the postseason. And I think um, you know, I think you know. Some some of the so some of the, the the conversations I think from from our end, um, you know I, I think you know the, I think what we talked about here in the last couple of days it's you know it, it's ultimately about how how we get this better how we do this better um, you know I think Bob understands that you know for my job it's to put the roster together um, I have a ton of respect for Bob and his experiences and the way he leads our team he led the team to the LCS last year um, you know I think he's the manager of the club. Um, the GM and you know you work together you work hand in hand and I think at times there's there's a you know there's a lot of agreement at times there's there's going to be healthy you know healthy conversation healthy disagreement um, but I think we both feel you know like, like ultimately on the, on the big picture items you know the, the belief in this group the belief in this team what we need to do to get it going forward I think we have a chance to kind of reaffirm that in the last few days and feel really good about where we're at going moving on yeah all right so there's AJ Preller on Bob Melvin's future with the Padres, their relationship moving forward. And again, I don't take too much stock into what AJ Preller is saying about his relationship with Bob Melvin, because what is he going to say to the media? Our relationship's crap. I don't like Bob Melvin. We don't get together. We, we, we just don't connect. He's not going to say that. Right. So don't, I wouldn't put any stock into some of it might be truthful. Like, it's not as bad as the media is making it seem like, which is probably true a little bit. But I, again, like I'm not, I'm not going to take AJ Preller's word speaking to the media publicly when you know already what he's going to say. I'm not going to take that over reports where people, these sources, can say whatever they want because they're anonymous. They can give their true feelings on it, and those people know more than what we know, right? Do you think Kevin A.C., do you think Ken Rosenthal, Dennis Lynn, they're just making up sources? Why would they do that? For clicks? Well, they could get clicks in other ways, and uh, if they made up sources, I think there would be repercussions for that. Like, somehow, people would find out if they're making up sources. So that's, that's not happening. Kevin A.C., he works his butt off at having conversations with other people. Same thing with Dennis. AJ Casville doesn't do that as much. He's more just MLB.com, just telling you what is happening with the club, things like that are out there publicly. Uh, but Ken Rosenthal, obviously, like these people are known as like hardworking reporters, finding the story, and I think they do a good job. And I think Kevin this year was pretty fair. I think Dennis and Ken Rosenthal were fair in the piece that they wrote. Um, and again, Preller's not going to speak badly about Bob Melvin publicly. Why would he do that? You know, uh, AJ Preller was asked what changes need to be made this offseason after acknowledging that this season felt like a missed opportunity. Again, via 97.3 The Fan on Twitter. I think some of the things that me and Bob already have talked about, how well that we handle the expectations, um, you know, talk about, you know, our ability to, to perform when it mattered most, kind of high leverage situations. Um, you know, I think, again, like the, you know, uh, you know, looking from an offensive standpoint, um, you know, we as the year got on, we, we got better. But Billy handled right-hand pitching, um, you know, creating a deep and talented bullpen and, and a deep pitching staff. Those are all different things that we'll, we'll continue to talk about, um, you know, and I think things that are going to have to be better, like going forward. Um, but I, I think the, the flip of it is we've got some really talented players here, you know, and we've got a core group of players that have done a ton of winning. 
um, you know, both here in San Diego and, and, and on other teams. I think it's a good place to start, like moving forward. But I think we'll, you know, we're in that process now over the course of the next few weeks and months where we we'll evaluate our team, kind of look at some of those things I just mentioned and say, all right, how do we, how do we get that going better from a, from, from, you know, from a, from a, you know, from a roster standpoint, from a, you know, performance standpoint, I think we can nail a few of those things. We're going to be a pretty good spot next year. All right. So AJ Preller on some of the changes that will be made or need to be made, or they're, they're going to try to make in the off season. Yeah. Depth for sure. Not just depth pitching wise, bullpen rotation, which that's every year. And there were times this year with the Padres bullpen, right? Where they really missed Robert Suarez. He was out for the first half of the season. Didn't come back to, I think, after the All-Star break. And it was like, okay, bullpen's not that bad. At the start, they were a top five bullpen, I think, in baseball. Definitely top five in the National League. And then there were some holes there. And you had Brent Honeywell having to pitch in a lot of games. And Nick was struggling there a little bit, right? Nick Martinez. And it was like, okay dang, it would be nice if we had Robert Suarez. And it made it worse that Josh Hader only goes three outs and he pitches like once a week. It's like, yeah, more depth, more depth. And um, Luis Garcia had his struggles this season as well. There were injuries, obviously. And it's just felt like the bullpen got taxed there. So, yeah, depth. And then the rotation, obviously, there's questions there. Blake Snell, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo. Nick Martinez, I think he'll be back in some capacity. We'll see what happens there. But there's questions there. And then depth on the bench. Flexibility. Giving Bob Melvin guys that he likes. Not forcing him to have Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz be DHs every day on his roster. And one of those guys not being able to play the field and taking up a bench spot. You know, like little things like that. Like I said the other day, have more communication with Bob Melvin on what he wants. I'm not saying Bob Melvin, you give him the reins to be the GM and go make all the moves and decide what players the Padres get, but have communication with him on, these are the guys we're looking at, who are your favorites, um, what do you think that this person gives to this organization better than what this player would give, like little things like that. Um, maybe those things happen in the offseason, maybe they didn't. Or maybe sometimes they did and sometimes they didn't. And Melvin's like, I'm not a big fan of this guy. Maybe you should have talked to me before you made this move. Because guess what? Now you've handcuffed me and I'm not using this guy very much because he's not as versatile as maybe someone else if you would have brought someone else in. So 97.3 The Fan, they're also uh, putting out some more content here. Just going through, let's see. What he makes of the depth, what AJ Preller makes of the depth issues and how those issues can be addressed this offseason, especially if payroll is reduced. We need to build the team saying, hey, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, you know, again, I think from the, you, we always try, you know, from, from the team, it's, uh, you've got to have like really, if you're going to win a World Series, you need to have, you know, supremely talented players and a lot of them. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything different from a team field standpoint. We didn't build the team saying, hey, we're, we're looking to have, you know, four superstar players and, you know, that's it. I mean, I think from from our standpoint, we look up and, you know, you look at a Hassan Kim, um, you know, what he did, guys like, you know, guys like like Cronenworth and, and Grisham, guys like Campusano and his development, Gary Sanchez. Um, you know, I, I think like, you know, one through one through nine, there's, you know, we, we feel like we have a good team and there's a lot of different ways to build it. There's teams playing in October right now that, you know, if you look at production from players nine through 13 on their roster, you know, it was very minimal, but the top four or five guys perform very well. There's other teams that one through 13 have, a, you know, have a, have a pretty good equal balance and blend. So there's no one way to get there every year is a little bit different. I think for us, like, you know, this year we didn't, we didn't get there, you know, and I think next year is going to be a different year, different team, different players. Um, you know, I think we, we feel confident that from a farm system standpoint, we've got, you know, a group that uh, now getting to double A in the upper levels that is going to be able to help us and provide some more of that depth component. Um, but yeah, I think like, honestly, I, I think it's, it's no different every year when we go into the off season, building a quality roster with, with a lot of different answers and possibilities and options for Bob and his staff. And that involves depth and also some some impactful players that perform at their highest uh, their highest level. I don't know. Okay, so 
you know, AJ talking about guys at double A and all that again, like, I don't think Padre fans want to hear that. Am I excited about Ethan Salas? Yes, but that's not right now. That's not, he's not coming up right now. Am I excited about Jackson Merrill and seeing what he could be, assuming that he doesn't get dealt? Yeah, I am. Am I excited about Robbie Snelling? Yeah, I am. But I don't think that's something that you should, well, it is something that he probably should include when he's talking to the media because that is something positive about A.J. Preller. Like, double A looks pretty stacked. Yeah. But that's not what fans want to hear. We don't want to hear, I think the general fan doesn't care about what's happening at double A with the San Antonio missions. They just don't care. They care that this team didn't make the postseason, and they care that you, as the general manager and president of baseball operations of this team, have made the playoffs once in a full season in your tenure. Didn't make it in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 20 was a short season, swept by the Dodgers, and there was a lack of pitching depth there. 21, collapse. 22, made it. NLCS, great. 23, World Series expectations, and you missed the postseason. And the winning record only happened, by the way, because you played really well against some bad teams in September. So that's what fans care about the most here. Um, let's see. The status of Bob Melvin's coaching staff via 97.3 The Fan. Here is AJ, here's AJ on that. Sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Another year, me and Bob will sit down here over the course of the next couple of weeks and have those conversations. Um, you know, feel good about a lot of the coaches that are on our big league staff, and you know, we'll sit down over the next couple of weeks. And you know, as we get to the end of this month, beginning of next month, you know, we'll we'll have a, we'll have our staff just going forward. Yeah. All right, so not really much of an update there. So the coaching staff hasn't been fully decided yet. If we look at the Padres coaching staff, um, like who is going to be staying, who is maybe going to be going, like who could be fired, I guess. You could fire Scott Coolbaugh or Oscar Bernard. He's an assistant hitting coach. You could fire someone like that, but are they going to let go of Ryan Christensen, Bob Melvin's right-hand man? No, that would be dumb of A.J. Preller. Ryan Flaherty, they're going to let go of A.J. Preller's, like, son? No. Again, Bernard's cool ball, like, maybe. The Padres, they cycle through hitting coaches all the time. But that's not going to excite the Padres fan base to see those guys gone because it's not like bringing in another, bringing in a new hitting coach or assistant hitting coach. It's not like that's going to solve everything, right? I mean... It's up to the players at the end of the day. Ruben Diablo is going to go somewhere? Heck no. Heck no. Uh, first base coach, David Macias, outfield instructor, would they let him go? I don't think so. I don't think they're letting go of Matt Williams. I mean, it seems like Bomo loves Matt Williams. Former manager, I don't. some fans, they don't like some of the sends that Matt had earlier this year and all that, and I agree some of them weren't that good, but... I don't think you're letting go of Matt Williams. Uh, ben Fritz, you're letting go of him. I mean, the pitching staff, there were some there was some progress from some of these guys this year. And Ruben Diebla, it, it's not just Ruben Diebla. I know Diebla gets a lot of the credit, which he should, but Ben Fritz is a part of that as well. I don't see any of these big guys here. There's Morgan Burkhart, Major League Baseball batting practice slash hitting instructor. Mike Schilt, senior advisor to player development in major leagues. Brian Price, former Reds manager. Uh, senior advisor to the major league coaching staff. There's guys like that that aren't like at the top of the coaching staff where it's like maybe they would go. But let's say Mike Schilt, if he goes, or maybe it would be mutual parting of ways. I don't know. Is that going to be that good of a look on A.J. Preller? If a former manager's like, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to be on Bob Melvin's staff. I don't want to be a part of this organization anymore. That's not the best look. So, it feels like to me the coaching staff is going to remain pretty much the same here. Again, assuming that Bob Melvin, yes, is the manager going forward. A.J. Preller said he's the manager. But, again, Bob Melvin wasn't at this press conference, at this Zoom media conference today. So it just makes me wonder why. 
Is it fully guaranteed that he is going to be back? Is it guaranteed that the Padres are going to block? Preller would block 100%. The Giants from asking if they could talk to Bob Melvin. The Mets or the Angels or another team asking if they could talk to Bob Melvin. Because it feels like Preller would rather have someone other than Bob Melvin be the manager of this team. And he's just waiting for the contract to end at, in 2024, at the end of 2024, so he can be like, contract's up. Bob Melvin, he's deciding to go somewhere else, and so I'm going to bring in another manager. I didn't fire Bob Melvin. It feels like that's what he's just waiting for. Um, so, yeah. AJ Preller here on if payroll will be reduced heading into next season and how that would impact constructing a roster. Yeah, like, um, you know, we, we, we haven't gotten a payroll number yet. I think every year, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the next couple of weeks is more of a review process. I'll let AJ continue here, but he's not going to tell you. That's another thing. Like, some of these questions, the media knows the answer that's coming, but they have to ask the question. They're not going to tell, Preller's not going to tell the media. He's not going to tell the fan base because he knows this is going out to the fans. He's not going to tell what the payroll number is, even if they know. Maybe they don't know, and they're just starting to plan right now, and they don't know. But they're not going to tell us the payroll number because if they say anything lower than what it is, they're probably going to get knocked for it. If they say $200 million, they're probably going to get knocked for it. And there's just some things like you don't want out there to the public about your, your payroll and because that could impact free agency and all that. Uh, agents and other clubs know, okay, this is the number. This is how much they have to spend. So let's, let's go to another team because we're not going to go to the Padres because they don't have the money to spend on us. You know, st- stuff like that. They're, they're not going to say it. Where we're at, you know, sit down with, with Bob and the coaching staff, get their take and feedback. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's really the next steps for us uh, over the course of the next few weeks. And, you know, I think as we get into November, we get a better sense of where things are at from a payroll standpoint. You know, Peter, at that point in time, will establish, hey, this is this is where we're at exactly. Um, and then, you know, I think, uh, I think you know, we'll, we'll get into the offseason. And, and part of that is to determine by who's on the market, what trades present themselves. Um, we have the ability to adjust depending on, you know, what situations and what players present themselves. So no, no real difference to what we've done in the past. I think uh, use the next few weeks to kind of review and figure out where we're at on some different things, get prepared for the offseason. You know, as we get into uh, into November, we'll get more of a definitive idea of where we're at payroll-wise, and then, and then we adjust as we go from there. Okay, yeah. so again, he's not going to tell you the payroll. And A.J. Preller, he does a, re- a really good job at saying a lot of words but not really saying anything. There's a lot of, you knows, um, you know, you know, you know, uh, and just dancing around questions, which that's what probably a, a good GM, do, a good leader of an organization does is dance around some questions because there's some questions that if you say something and you say something that's actually on your mind, that's going to create a headline and a bunch of people are going to talk about it, like myself and like the fans here watching live on YouTube. like. That's just what's going to happen. So it's just better if you dance around some things and give the most general answer as possible. And if you don't have to answer the question, if the media gives you an out with how they ask the question, then you take that out. And Preller, he does that. Um, AJ was asked what changes he expects to be made with respect to the front office. I won't play that because I can just go through 97.3 The Fans. And that's what I'll do now, in fact. I'll go through 97.3 The Fans' social media here because they did like a play-by-play of the press conference here. So I'm going to start where I pretty much left off with the video clips that they've been uploading here. Um, You know, Bob Melvin, he's going to be back. Both men are excited about the challenge of getting this group back to the postseason. Declined comment on if there's what the Padres would do if there's interest in Bob Melvin from other organizations. Team hasn't gotten the payroll number yet. Uh, Here's the front office thing. AJ Preller says that they have good people throughout the front office and player development side and look to improve the organization each off season. They're open to adding people, but feel like they have a good group right now. 
which I think a lot of Padres fans would say it's clearly not good enough. There's a lot of people that just agree with you instead of having pushback because that's what some of the reporting has been. Um, about Blake Snell, A.J. Preller says that Blake Snell had a Cy Young caliber season and he hopes he wins it. Preller said there's high interest from the organization in having a pitcher like Blake in their rotation. They'll sit down with Blake and Scott Boris this offseason to discuss his future, which that's obviously what he's going to say. It's another one of those where it's like, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, we're not going to have conversations with Blake. He's not coming back. There's no way he's coming back. Good luck to him. No. Of course, he's going to say, well, we'll sit down with Blake. We'll sit down with Scott Boris. And it's the same thing with Josh Hader. A.J. Preller says that Josh Hader is one of the best in the game at what he does and will garter consideration for Cooperstown one day. And he needs one of those. You need one of those kind of guys on your team. Preller said they will have conversations with Hader and his agent this offseason. So it's the same thing. Like, yeah, we're going to show interest. Of course, we'll show interest. But, of course, that's what he's going to say to the media. He's not going to say, we're not going to show interest in Josh Hader. We're not going to show interest in Blake Snell. Because that would also hint that, yes, you were definitely lowering payroll. And, yeah, you're just not going to say that. Now, what Preller said here, they will have conversations with Hader and his agent this offseason. Conversations? Question mark? To me, it's like, you mean one conversation? Like, uh, what are you asking for, Josh? And Josh is going to reply $100 million, and AJ is going to probably be like, yeah, can't do that. Sorry, thanks for pitching for us in 2022. We're going to have to go the, uh, the more efficient, cheaper, cost-efficient route here. That's what I imagine that being. Or maybe Preller checks in before Hader signs with the team. So what are they offering you? Oh, 100 mil? All right, I'm out. And then with Blake Snell, it's going to be more than what Carlos Rodon gets, I imagine. And Rodon got over $160 million from the Yankees in the offseason. And the Padres just aren't in that spot, probably, to go give Blake Snell, let's say he's asking for $180 million. I'm just throwing that number out there. But let's say he's asking for 180 Maybe he starts the asking price as like 200 I don't know. Coming off a of Cy Young season, it's Scott Boris. This is his one shot at getting a ton of money in this big free agent contract, right? So, of course, he's going to try to get it, and I don't blame him. But whatever the number is, the Padres, I just don't see them being like, oh, yeah, let's go. I want to give you that much money, Blake. Yeah, all in on that. When you've got so much money already tied up long term, you want to give $180 million, let's say, to Blake Snell long term? when he's had one great season here, but the other seasons in San Diego have been inconsistent. They have. First half of the seasons, 2021, 2022, it's been rocky. It's been inconsistent. It's not like this guy's going to be guaranteed to give you six, seven innings every outing. I know this year he gave the Padres a lot of six-inning outings, but that was more of an outlier. Just like the Padres' postseason success last year, that's more of an outlier in A.J. Preller's tenure Blake Snell being consistently uh, dominant this year, going six innings, more than that sometimes, that's more of an outlier on what Blake Snell has done in a Padres uniform overall in his tenure. So, yeah, these, these Blake Snell, Josh Hader conversations that are going to be happening here, I would imagine it's not going to be very many conversations. And the length of these conversations are not going to be very long because there are going to be other teams out there that have money to spend. And there's going to be one team out there that will give Josh Hader whatever he wants because they want to have that big name in their bullpen. And the Padres, I don't think that's very smart of them to do that. And Blake Snell, I'm going to miss his Don and Mud interviews. I'm going to miss him pitching like how he pitched this year, if that's how he pitches in the future. But I just, the payroll situation, uh, I'm just, this is, this is, like a, a warning to the Padres, I think this should be how Blake Snow pitched this year. It's not going to happen again. Like they've had plenty of times where they've given a contract to someone at their peak, probably, and they know, or at least they should know, that person's not going to do that again the following year or do that, that the next year, the next year after that, the next year after that. 
And they've done too many of those contracts. They've already taken too many of those risks. And just money-wise, I don't see it lining up with Blake Snell and Josh Hader. Let me know in the comments if you think that it will line up. You think the Padres will bring back Hader and or Snell. I just don't see it happening. I see the Padres lowering their sights to someone like Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, Nick Martinez, not giving $180 million to Josh Hader or to uh, Blake Snell or giving $100 million to Josh Hader. I don't think that's the smartest thing. Um, Preller declined to comment on potential contract extension discussions regarding Bob Melvin, as is their policy regarding all contract discussions. Again, not surprising. He's not going to comment on that. But I think if he had to comment on it, I think he would say, Bob Melvin's our manager in 2024. We have not had discussions yet about that, and we'll see how next season plays out. And he'll, he would probably be like, Bob Melvin is a great, manage, respected manager. I respect what Bob Melvin has done. But no, I, I, I doubt that there are contract discussions going on with Bob Melvin. Um, AJ Preller says it's healthy to have open and honest conversations regarding his relationship with Bob Melvin. Preller said Monday's meeting has been overblown, which of course he's going to say that. And he and Melvin have open and honest conversations throughout the season. Bob is excited to return. Yeah, he's probably excited to return because of the the guys that he believes in on the roster. He's not excited to return to work with you. Um, again, I'm reading from 97.3 The Fan social media here. AJ Preller says that he hasn't received any mandates from ownership in regards to getting involved with managerial decisions. Preller said his role is to bring topics to light, hire good people, collaborate with everyone, he, the front office, doesn't, or he said the front office doesn't give a script or lineup to Melvin, which we knew. Like, Bob Melvin, you're not giving a script to, and him saying, all right, I'm going to go just copy and paste this in there. No, of course not. Um, and mandates from ownership. I don't think Peter Seidler would give a mandate to A.J. Preller because Peter Seidler's probably not involved every day in what is going on there between Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller. He probably knows more than we do because he's the chairman of the team and he can go into any conversations that he that he wants in the organization because he's the guy, it's his team. But I don't think he would receive mandates because Peter Seidler probably isn't in the room all the time when those conversations are going on between the two or he's not looking at A.J.'s phone seeing the text messages that are going on between the two, right? So it's probably hard for Peter to mandate something when he doesn't probably know the full details about that. Um, I mentioned this earlier. AJ Preller says that the anonymous sources don't warrant credibility. When asked about reports of a civil war between he and Bob Melvin, Preller said a lot's been overblown and reports that he and Melvin don't speak are false, that the two speak four or five times per day. Yeah, but I don't think that's true either. Four or five times you speak per day, or you mean you text per day? Just about like updates because you want to know everything that's going on. Um, Civil War, yeah, that might be a little bit overblown. That might be someone that doesn't like AJ Preller and wants him to be gone, or maybe someone in the front office that doesn't like Bob Melvin and is on AJ's side saying Civil War because they want something to happen in this organization. So yes, there are motives from these probably anonymous sources, or maybe it's a player in there um, that obviously isn't going to put his name on the quote, because why would you do that? Uh, but yeah, civil war between he and Bob Melvin, maybe that's too much. Yes, that does seem like an exaggeration. But if someone's saying it's a civil war, I don't think that it's no war at all. I think that's definitely fair to say. There's a war. Maybe it's not as, as bad as it's being said, but there's a disconnect there for sure. You don't just bring up civil war and everyone is completely fine with one another. There's no way. So yeah, some things may have been overblown, but I think there are some things that are factual in there. AJ Preller says that Juan Soto is a dynamic offensive force with the ability to get on base and do damage. Preller said they'll speak with Soto and his represent, representation about where things stand 
regarding his future and see if the two sides can find common ground. Yeah, I don't see that happening. With the payroll stuff, maybe it's not about the money and the Padres are looking to get down below this so that they can give Soto a big contract in the offseason when he's a free agent and they're just willing to take that risk. Maybe uh, Peter offers him $470-$480 million in the offseason or going into spring training and is like, take it or leave it. And then the Padres can have Juan Soto in a walk year, get the performance out of him, and then see what happens in free agency. Maybe that's what happens. But yeah, I, yeah, of course, Preller's going to say he's going to speak with Soto and his representatives about where things stand. And where things stand right now, I imagine, is Soto is set on being a free agent. He'll probably say, I'm open and having conversations with you about an extension, but I'm focused on getting better in the offseason. And right now, as things stand, I'm a free agent after this season, unless you make an offer that I cannot refuse. Preller says the questions about whether or not he'd consider trading Soto or not is part of his process about over the coming weeks and months. But the first path to go down is to have conversations about the future here in San Diego, which I understand. And that's definitely, I think that's the right thing. You should have conversations about the 2024 roster before having conversations about Juan Soto long-term. Because Soto is guaranteed on the roster in 24 if you don't trade him. So you got to have conversations about how do you make next year's team the best possible before you think about trading Juan Soto or even getting to those conversations. Um, I think Juan Soto is definitely going to be a consideration. And you will see reports out there this offseason that the Padres are having conversations with other teams or other teams are inquiring about Juan Soto. No doubt. Because A.J. Preller, even if he doesn't want to make a move, he's going to see the market. He's going to go make cone, fall, uh, cone falls. He's going to make phone calls uh, to other teams to see what the interest level is because he explores all options. That's just what he does. Him being up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, text messages and Zooms with people in the organization, always on his phone. That's what A.J. Preller is doing. He's having a hand, he's, he's putting his finger on every little thing in the organization, and he, he's not going to leave a stone un, uncovered or whatever that saying is. You know, He's going he's gonna to look at everything, every possibility. Even if it seems insane, he's going to look at it because that's just who he is. Um, A.J. Preller says Peter Seidler is engaged in the offseason process while he recovers from his medical procedure, which is good to hear. Not in the office every day, but that's good to hear that he's engaged. Obviously, wishing well, uh, wishing the best to Peter Seidler. Preller says that hiring a GM underneath him is something that has been discussed and is a conversation he'll continue to have with Peter Seidler as they always want to put the best front office together that they possibly can. Am I buying that? Is AJ Preller hiring a GM? Is that actually on the table? So it's been discussed. Okay, maybe it's been discussed. But is A.J. Preller really willing to bring in a GM? Because I feel like if that happens, that's just more of a, a sign that this Melvin Preller relationship is not good. And maybe it would be bringing in an unbiased person to have a nice, harsh look at this organization. Okay. But I feel like that would be more like Melvin. This is someone that Melvin likes, has experience with, and he can talk to the GM, and the GM will talk with Preller. That's what it feels like. And Preller, the GM title he has, President of Baseball Ops, he has. You bring in a GM, I think that he probably wouldn't like sharing leadership as like the head person with that person. You know, with Cleveland, they have the Chris Antonetti. And then they had a GM alongside him, right? Boston, there's Heim Bloom. He's obviously viewed as the head person, but Brian O'Halloran, he just got, I think, promoted to GM. Bloom's gone, obviously, but there's stuff like that. David Stearns with the Mets, president of baseball ops, Epler, GM. But Preller doesn't seem like the guy that would like that. And he is someone that in the past has brought in people that don't agree with him. And those people leave the organization, like Dave Cameron. 
Fangraphs, right? That Fangraphs writer. It was reported that he was in the organization for, I think, a few years. Then he leaves the organization, and he didn't have the next team lined up. So it feels like there's a lot of people that agree with A.J. Preller in the front office, and it doesn't seem like A.J. would be very inclined to be like, oh, yeah, let's bring in a GM and take that GM title off of me. He'd still be viewed as the main guy because he's the president of baseball operations. But I don't think he'd like that. I think he likes the front office that he has because he has a good grasp on those people. And he is aligned, or those people are aligned with him. And he wants that. I don't think he wants much pushback in the organization. So I think that it's a possibility. Maybe it's a possibility that Peter Seidler has like pressed on AJ. Like, think about this. But he'll probably leave the decision up to AJ Preller, which may not be the best thing. I don't think a GM is going to get hired. Preller is the GM. He's the GM and the president of baseball operations. I don't think a GM is going to get hired because I don't think Preller would like that. And Seidler loves AJ Preller. So... I think they're just going to trust AJ. They're going to trust the front office. Hopefully there's better communication between Preller and Melvin. And things can work out better, obviously, in 2024. That's that's how I see it working out right now. Um, I, I'm thinking that AJ Preller was like trying to defend why he still has this position with the Padres. He says, since 2020... He's tried each season to put the Padres in position to play deep into October. When asked why he's the right person to continue leading the Padres, he adds that the team has been competitive and he's brought plenty of talented players in the organization. And guess what, AJ? A lot of other GMs and presidents could say that same thing as well, and they ended up getting canned. They've already been fired. You will be going into your, what, 10th season next year as the GM of this team? Yeah. I hope that there were some pretty talented players brought in in a decade of you being the GM. That doesn't set you apart. What fans care about the most is winning, and there simply hasn't been enough winning with you being the GM and president of baseball operations of this team. It's, it's, it, he said it in the press conference. like He believes in like the results, the wins and the losses. And You count up A.J. Preller's record even since 2020. It's not that great. Not that great. Uh, on Trent Grisham, he says the team feels he's capable of more offensively. Preller highlights Grisham's gold glove caliber defense and has shown flashes of production at the plate. He adds the goal is to help him improve in the offseason. Obviously, that's what he would say. He's not going to go say, yeah, we think Trent Grisham is garbage. Yeah, we're going to try to trade him in the offseason. He's not going to say that. So it was a lot of front office speak. Um, there is more. A.J. Preller sound here from 97.3 The Fan. So I'm going to see uh, what 97.3 The Fan has put out here. I'm going to get to the chat here in a moment. Here's A.J. From Monday. I think that's a little bit overblown, honestly, too. I mean, we do that every year. I mean, Bob and me last year, kind of a very similar conversation following the NLCS. Um, where it's just a you know a recap on where things are at, more of a preview of setting things things up for the future. So, um, you know, again, I think uh, I think from that standpoint, it's always healthy when you get a chance to sit 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 down and, and talk open and honestly. We do that a lot during the season as well. So, um, you know, I, again, I think uh, you know I'm not speaking for Bob, but I know he's he's excited. Um, you know, it was his words yesterday. And, you know, I think, again, I think uh, both of us, uh, you know, look forward to tackling the project of the offseason. All right. So, okay. Like I said earlier, maybe their meeting was a little bit overblown. It probably was because that's just what happens with us fans. We overreact to things because we don't know everything that's going on. All we see is a report from Kevin AC about their meeting on Monday. And we hear about it from Dennis Lynn and it gets talked about. And we see that, okay, Eric Grutner's involved and other people in Seidler's equity group involved, private equity group. And it's like, that must be pretty serious then. I don't think that type of meeting happens every year. Every year? 
I don't think so. So I don't think this was just like a every year thing. Like, oh, no, everything's fine. It's pretty clear not everything's fine. Um, AJ was asked, oh, this is just about the ownership mandates thing again. No, it's uh, there are, you know, there are conversations. It's, um, you know, I think the, the process for, for myself, it's, you know, about, um, you know, throwing topics on the table, you know, hiring talented people, um, you know, again, like making sure that, uh, that we have a good process for our decisions. We do that up and down throughout the organization. And again, you have to, as a, as a GM and, and a manager, there's no organizations where it's like, Hey, the GM does this and the managers that there's no, you know, there's no collaboration, no togetherness that doesn't work at all. You know? So I think from, from the standpoint, you know, again, I've, I think there's lots of me to give, give Bob his space to do his job as a manager. You know, I, I don't feel like, you know, there's nobody from, from myself or you know, our front office that, Hey, this is a script. This is how you run the game. Uh, this is the lineup you have to run. I think it's more about, Hey, here's, here's like the, you know, do you have the resources? Here's like, have some conversations, have some questions that are out there. And then when the game comes, it's full support, you know, and that's the way we've gone about it. I think that's healthy. Um, but I, I don't see any teams really that it's like, Hey, the manager, the GM, nobody's, you know, don't talk, let each other do their own, their own thing. I and mean, it's a, it's a together thing. It's a we thing. Um, and I think we, you know, I think we, uh, we understand that, know that. And, I think that's that's all part of uh of the last few days as well. You know, again. I hope so. I hope it's a we thing and it's it's more of a we thing in 2024 and the collaboration between the two is better than what is being reported. Um, you know, Bob Melvin again, I'll point to when he was talking to the media, I think it was the final home stand of the season when he was asked about his and AJ's relationship. And he said, it's fine. That's not the most um, amazing endorsement of A.J. Preller. I think if he was asked that same question when he was in Oakland about Billy Bean or David Forrest, he would probably not just say, it's fine. He, he wouldn't just say, it's fine. I, I doubt he would just say, it's fine. I think he'd have some better things to say. Uh, A.J. Preller on if he would consider trading Juan Soto this off season. That's you know, honestly that's our process over the next couple of weeks is kind of figuring out um, you know directionally, hey, what's what's out there, what's not I we've never been a group that says no to anything. So I wouldn't read into that. That's just kind of like the way we operate. Um, you know, but again, like I think the uh, the first path is gonna be to, you know, go down go down the, the road of having conversation with Juan and, and you know, and and uh, and Scott Boris, and kind of seeing where the head is at there, and you know, we'll we'll look at our roster, like you know, from from an overall standpoint. But we've got some really core key pieces that are in place going into next year. Juan's a huge part of that in the middle part of the order, um, you know. And I think again, like any any uh, as we get into the off season, um, you know, our first our first uh, our first line of Juan is trying to see uh, what this looks like with him being part of the Padres going forward. Yeah. And again, it's just a lot of predictable responses. I'm not going to play any more of this audio. Um, I want to get to the chat. But first, just shouting out sponsors of the show. You can use code TALKINGFRIERS for $20 off your SeatGeek order. You can also use that code uh, or click the link in the description for a 100% deposit match up to $100 on Underdog Fantasy. We got a lot of postseason baseball going on, so a lot of pick em opportunities there. And then breakingtea.com, click the link in the description. Some great San Diego sports swag, Padres, Aztecs, Wave, Gaglione Bros. They are, they have the best cheesesteaks in San Diego. I mean, just plain and simple. Uh, amazing garlic fries, so you can check them out. Their main location is on Friars Road. The link to their website is in the description. And Foco, they got some great, some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles there. Um, so make sure to check them out. The link to that is in the description as well. All right, without further ado, let's get to the chat. I'm not going to be able to get to everyone. Um, probably go for another 5, 10 minutes, I would think. So I'm just going to scan through this chat and hopefully get to some of the big questions and comments here in the chat. 
Yeah, Odyssey. Odyssey was down. Yes, it was broadcasted live, I guess, on 97.3 The Fan. But I loaded up the Odyssey app, and it didn't work. So, yeah. So hopefully that was the first time that you were hearing AJ Preller speak. And so it's like good reaction that you're getting. You have some of your own reaction. Um, and it wasn't just words that you're seeing on social media. Yes. Of course. Of course. Meet Mido Machine uh, for doing this. Of course. Thank you for being here. Um, yes. Bowmel is coming back. Yes, Devin, I am feeling a little bit better. Yes. Hopefully, I'll be back to being much better, you know, by the end of the week here. Thanks for asking. James James says, I was joking about the Zoom call saving money. Maybe, maybe it saves some money. But what, like the from the, the, the energy bill or something at Petco Park from the, pes the press conference room? Like, how much money does it cost to run a press conference? It saved people time, that's for sure. And at these press conferences, sometimes AJ, at least I've seen, I think, in the past, usually maybe that's the player press conferences, like when they're announcing an extension or something. Preller talks to the media, but then there's like individual media scrums, like Kevin will talk to AJ individually maybe. Um, when the press conference is like over, the televised part of it, this was not televised, obviously. It was over Zoom. You will see the the Zoom press conference come out. Like, that's already been posted. Clips of it have been posted. You'll see that online. Um, but maybe Preller, the Padres, they just wanted to avoid Preller having to talk individually with reporters and just get it all out there all at once on a Zoom call. I don't know. Yeah, JD's third. Summarizing, I mean, did he, what? The, did he bring up cuts to the payroll? He he just said what was predicted. Like, the payroll hasn't been decided. Yeah, where was Bomel? Or Mobel is what it said here. Bomel. Yeah, don't know. I don't know if he had a dentist appointment or he was out of the, out of the city because it's a... I don't think you plan... Maybe he planned the vacation the last week of the regular season or something. Or he's in Arizona at his home. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's a little, it tells something that Bob Melvin was not there. I think if everything was completely fine, Bob Melvin would have been there, right? Or if he wasn't there, you would find a time where both people would be available. Um. All right. Going through the chat here, just, just kind of going fast through the chat here. Yeah, not a yes. I keep saying press conference, not a press conference. Zoom, Zoom meeting, Zoom meeting. I was listening to Darren Smith before I came on. He said like fifty people were in there, members of the media, and a lot of them don't ask questions. They're just there to hear what Preller has to say. Yeah, are we moving Soto? I think it's a possibility, but I hope they don't. Um, let's see here. A lot of chatting amongst yourselves, which I love, but just trying to find some comments, questions that stand out here. Gil says, over, under, Soto trade happens, place your bet. What do you mean over, under? You mean like yes or no? I would say no, but... I'm not like 100% confident in saying, no, it's not going to happen because of the payroll stuff. And Preller could spin it if they trade Soto. He could spin it as, we believe in the guys on this roster. We still have a lot of talent on this roster. The guys we're getting back strengthens our future. And they can help us this year if he gets a major league piece back. And Juan Soto... He, we couldn't get an extension done, so we're just thinking that this is the best thing for our organization now and in the future. We think that now we're, we still have a good team. He could probably sell it like that, and that's how he would try to sell it. This improves our already farm, already strong farm system. I hope it doesn't happen. I want 
to see Juan Soto in a Padres uniform at the start of 2024 and give it a shot, but I'm not 100% confident that, oh yeah, Soto's not getting dealt. I'm not going to say that. I'm not guaranteeing he's not getting dealt. Um, Let's see. Tyler says, AC and the media overblow things and lie? No. Like, being sarcastic about that, Tyler? Look, has AC gotten some things wrong? Yes. Ken Rosenthal has gotten some things wrong. And do they overblow some things? Maybe. But I don't think it's just them that is overblowing it. I think it's the sources that they're talking to that might overblow it because those sources might have a motive that they want things to change, so they're going to try to overblow something. Right? And AC, Lynn, Rosenthal, all these people, it's not like they talk to one person. They get the quote, obviously, from one person, but that's probably backed up by a lot of other sources that they talk to. You don't run a story based on one source, unless it's like a very high up source in the organization. You do it by speaking with a lot of different people. And Kevin, the Manny piece earlier this year, the leadership stuff, it was mentioned that he talked to eight or nine players in that clubhouse. And the Lynn Rosenthal stuff, like it's put in the piece that this is like months of reporting. It's not just speaking to one person. Um, so you can make fun of AC and the media and they overblow things and all that. But uh, part of it is probably the sources that they talk to maybe overblowing the situation. And so they're just collecting the information and being like, oh, okay, it's really bad in there. So I'm going to write what this person said. And it helps them out, too, because there's more attention put on those articles, which is their job, right, to have attention be put on the articles. So if you don't want to believe it, you don't have to believe it. But it's interesting when it's put out there. And you don't see other writers in baseball, all, all of these other writers, just because a losing season happens or a, a disappointing season. It's not like it's put out that there's a civil war between the, the president of baseball ops and the, and the manager. You don't see that in every organization, right? So I'm putting a little bit of stock into it for sure. It's not just from one place. It's from multiple places. All right. I think that's going to do it. Talking Friars episode 484, just reaction to AJ Preller speaking to the media. Again, my big question from this, where was Bob Melvin? Why was he not there? Why was Eric Grubner not there? Why do a Zoom conference instead of one in person? Some questions there. And then a lot of the stuff Preller said today was things that were expected. So there you go. Hope you Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned later this week. Some more stuff coming out. So stay tuned to the YouTube channel for that. Thank you so much for watching, for tuning in on the podcast platforms or on YouTube. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy some of the playoff baseball. See ya. Thank you.